step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on a Friday, baby. College football, NFL, some baseball. Ray, let's get into it. Let's tell everybody. Hit us up, today at gmail.com. Give us your picks, your thoughts on the, the playoff chase, everything, college football, big weekend. RayandTayToday.com, great site, interviews. Here are some of our fandoms and fanships and top fives and different segments that are really cool. Also, tweet at us at RayandTayToday, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes. We are very social. Speaking of social, Ray, we'll talk about Thursday night and the outcome of it. The Buffalo Bills today dominated Twitter by firing their OC, Greg Roman, and hiring from within the running back coach, Anthony Lynn, who I guess a lot of people liked. He had some interviews last offseason. Your thoughts on that and the 37-31 Jets victory, which wasn't really that close. It was the Fitzpatrick, Forte, Quincy Owanawe, or I can't even say his name, Decker, and Brandon Marshall show. Ray, were you impressed? Yes, I was impressed. I wasn't blown away because it just gave up a lot of points. Um, Darrell Revis got toasted on the one third play. play of the game. Nice. One, one play. play. One play, but you know what? That kid has Olympic speed, so yes. Goodwin has Olympic speed. So yes. he's going to toast some people here and there. But after that, Revis gave him the space that he needed. And you know what? The Bills are in trouble. The Bills are 0-2 <laughs> in a division where you know the Patriots are going to win it and, and, and be 11-5, and 12-4, and 4, or something like that. The <laughs> Jets, by virtue of the head-to-head, you know, already are, are a leg up. And being 0-2 in this division, ah, that's, that's tough. It's tough. So firing your coach is a, after two games is a sign of panic. And I guess the Bills need to panic. I am not well, the biggest Tyrod Taylor fan. I know you are, but I'm not. I still think that the best player on that team is LaShawn McCoy, and they just don't get him the ball enough. I mean, I understand Sammy Watkins is a big-time receiver, and, and he's the man. But, but where's Robert Woods, ago, Where in the heck is USC Robert Woods, and they don't get it to Charles Clay, who we both know is talented? Yeah, but they're not that good. I mean, they're just okay. Robert Woods is an average wide receiver at best, 
and so is Clay. Sammy Watkins is outstanding. He's like the poor man's Julio Jones um, meets A.J. Green. And LaShawn McCoy two years ago was Le'Veon Bell. So these guys are really the anchors of their offense, but I don't understand why if you're going to go down, you don't go down with LaShawn McCoy. And he's just, he was the, he's the NFL's best offensive player not three years ago. And he's back from the injury. He's healthy. He, uh, he picked it up in the second half. So I guess Roman had to go, and uh, they have to start fresh. But you know what? There's a theme here. Rex <laughs> Ryan offenses are always terrible. And I yeah. don't know if it's a coincidence because of the offensive coordinators he's had. I don't know if it's because he himself is not an offensive guy, and so he puts most of his effort on the defensive end. But his offensive offenses have always been terrible. So right, he wants to run the ball too much sometimes, and I think nothing's wrong with that when you have shade. But they didn't even do that. No, though. no, no. You're if right, they gave it to Lashawn get... McCoy twenty-five times, thirty times, and they didn't get anywhere, you know, what? I could even live but with that. You need an OC. You need an OC that. And you need the, the importance of, okay, you got a Sammy Watkins. We both know Robert Woods, he's a number three. He's not a number two. So go get that second receiver. Go get your Vincent Jackson, right? Go get a good number two, and then you can play some ball. Tyrod needs help. He, it's not that he, he can throw it anywhere. He keeps it alive. He runs. I think he's talented. You know I was getting – you know my – we didn't even tweet – we didn't text about that last night, but just seeing E.J. Manuel was making my stomach sick. And you're, you're only telling the audience half the story. Not only are they in trouble for Rex and, and Rob to go, and, yes, I think it's nice. They honor their pops. The first play, they're in the 46 defense, yada, 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 whatever. That's sweet, but it's also like, come on, come on. It's the NFL, right? But next game, Arizona, and after that, Patriots. Still with Jimmy G, but still it's the Patriots. The, and that's at New England, so at home against Arizona. The Bills could be 0-4, Ray, and they're in, they're in serious trouble. It's, uh, there's not much else to say about them. <laughs> the Bills might be in the Deshaun Watson lottery. No, they're not going to be that bad, but, but they're, they're in trouble. They're in well, trouble, serious you know trouble. What? Okay, wait, wait, let's stop right there, because you said something very fascinating and very interesting. And, look, it's only week two. And maybe on Monday's show, we will have our, you know, little segment. Maybe we could take, take back our picks, uh, you know, after two weeks. Because, you know, everybody likes to panic. I mean, we, you and I don't. But, you know, just if we were a do-over, right? But right now, if you just, you know, fast-forwarded 15 weeks, is it the Browns, basically? I mean, should, Deshaun, should we actually make up a picture of Deshaun Watson, Watson in a Cleveland Browns jersey? Um, could it be the Niners? Could it be the Rams don't need a quarterback? I mean, it's really, that's who needs the quarterback, right? I mean, I don't know of any other team that is going to finish that poorly that doesn't already have a quarterback. So I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, the seller dwellers thus far have been Jacksonville, and they like Bortles, and Tennessee, and they like Mariota for now. And the Raiders, we think, are going to – I think there might be 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, but historically last three, four years, and they've got themselves David Carr. Um, 
you're right. It, it looks like the team that most needs a quarterback. And Houston, you know, they were on the market for a quarterback. They'll, they might even win that division, 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, and seven. Uh, It looks like the only team that's going to finish poorly that needs a quarterback desperately and doesn't want to give somebody two, three more years might be Cleveland Browns. But don't sleep on Buffalo Bills. Like I said, I'm not a Tyrod Taylor fan. So I think he's okay. But if if Buffalo had a chance to, let's say they were drafting third or fourth or fifth, and they had Mm. a chance without, you know, giving up everything, which unfortunately to move up even a couple spots in the first round you might have to. But let's say they could. I wouldn't be surprised to see them take Deshaun Watson, combine him with Sammy Watkins, make a Clemson connection up there in Orchard Park, New York. I'm I'm just saying, the New Era Stadium, you know they'd be wearing those new Buffalo Bills hats. I'm just saying, (laughs) Tyrod Taylor, he's good, but, you know, Buffalo needs better than good at this point. They need somebody that can carry that franchise. Okay, that's fair. Let's get to it. We got some college football. We'll stick with the NFL. We got five games we're going to pick. We'll start off Cincinnati Bengals in the bloodbath. The war continues against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers favored by three and a half at home. I'll take a stab at this one first. This is definitely a close game. The Bengals have played well in Pittsburgh. Um, A.J. Green coming off the big week. But one thing that I really like, even though he tips for poor service, D'Angelo Williams, I think he can run on the Bengals. And I don't know. We'll see if Jeremy Hill runs on the Steelers. They, I think they'll pass on us, but I don't know about them running on Cam Hayward. I think at the end of the day, this one, the Steelers will squeak it out because maybe Marcus Wheaton comes back, but Eli Rogers, Jesse James, and Sammy Coates get involved. And Big Ben might just be on an MVP run. He looks so confident Monday night, Ray. I'll take the Steelers to cover 27-23, and my fantasy stizzard. It's going to be Big Ben. Big Ben puts up 313, two touchdowns, no picks. If you look at these two teams, certainly from a fantasy perspective, they look very similar, right? Dalton and Roethlisberger putting up big numbers. A.J. Green and your boy, Antonio Brown. By the way, his commercials are hilarious. Have oh, you seen I, his we commercials? Oh, I forgot to talk about that. Don't you love the reception <laughs> commercial? That's the best. Yes. He oh. said, it's the reception desk. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I got 109, and I'm out to break my record. That's hilarious. Oh. By the way, ESPN, kudos to whoever does the ad. We need to get them on Ray and Tay because yeah. that's hilarious. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy, and did you see the one where he's, where he's in the airport? And the guy says yeah. to him, do you travel a lot? Yeah. Says, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so so they look similar, like I said, because they've got you know the stud receiver, the, the quarterback that puts up a lot of stats. They've got uh, running back now. Cincinnati does it by committee. D'Angelo, obviously for you guys. When Le'Veon comes back, it, it's obviously a, a whole different ball game. I think in this game, though, it's not going to be the primary guys because they know each other so well. I think it's going to be the secondary guys that make a difference. And to me, that's where Cincinnati, not having Tyler Eifert, 
really hurts them. And this is a battle of two teams that can't stand each other, have a ton of respect for each other. But since this game's in Pittsburgh and D'Angelo Williams is coming off Maybe his best game in a you know in a decade since he was brown sugar down in uh, in Carolina before Jonathan Stewart came and you know ruined his groove. Uh, I like the Steelers here. I really do. I think the Steelers are actually going to pull away in the second half. Uh, Andy Dalton will pull up, put up big numbers, but ultimately I think the Steelers have too much. They have a bend not break defense. They'll give up a bunch of field goals. I think the Steelers win this one. I'll say 30 to 21. Actually, no, I, I got to give him more field goals than that. So I'll say 30 to 22. I'll say a, a touchdown and, and uh, five field goals for the Bengals. Wow. Well, we got to do, since we're just taking five, you know one of them is a battle of two 0-1 teams in the NFC East. The Dallas Ray, let me Let me say this properly. Ray's Dallas Cowboys, led by Dak Prescott and a whole lot of controversy against the Washington, I'll call them Skins. They still need to change their name. The Skins are favored by two and a half, and I almost think the Which fact means that the it's Cow- basically a pick 'em, but yes. uh, you, know, you get three points for being at home. home. So essentially but, it's, a, it's but, a pick 'em, but it's in Washington. But, but I think, Ray, the Cowboys being in that close game that they shoulda, coulda, woulda won compared to the Redskins getting spanked on Monday Night Football on primetime ESPN, everybody watching television, I think that actually favors the Skins. I do think you'll see more Norman on Dez. I think it'll be a good game. I wonder if Dallas's offensive line is really ready to flex their will and let Ezekiel go wild because you cannot pass for 45 attempts. Uh, you know, you're a coach. I just think Jason Garrett's got to go. I don't know why Jerry Jones keeps him. I think he's been holding you guys back. He's a horrible head coach. And I, and I really think that the Redskins are going to pull out a bruiser in a good game. I'm going to say this one, they win at the end with a field goal, 26-23. So they cover the two and a half, barely, right? And I'm going to say fantasy-wise, this one's all Kirk Cousins. I think he wakes up at home this time against a lesser team and maybe a lesser defense. And I'll say he puts up three, three, ten, three touchdowns, two to read and one deep bomb to Deshaun Jackson. Go skin. So the Redskins have to figure out their running game because Matt Jones looks terrible. And that offensive line hasn't been able to block for anybody. I mean, they, I guess they did in the beginning of the season last year, but after that, whether it's Morris or Thompson or Matt Jones, they cannot create any holes. I think Matt Jones led the league or was the worst in the league in yards per carry for any starting uh, running back. So their passing attack is stellar. And I think that what you're seeing is a changing of the guard at the tight end position. And Gronkowski's still number one, but Jordan Reed's number two. He's passed Jimmy Graham. He's passed Witten. He's passed you know everybody who was old he's Antonio legit. Gates. He's yeah. legit. He's the second best tight end, certainly in the passing game, there is. Obviously, Gronk is 
you know, his it, what he does in the running game sets him apart. He's, you put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Looks exactly. like Ron, Ron, Gronk will probably miss uh, week two, too. He'll probably be yeah, out again. Yeah, that's the problem. His career is going to be cut short because he's so active, because, you know, he takes a lot of – his body takes a lot of abuse. But the Redskins, I think, just have too much. Even without that running game, being consistently able to move the ball and get them first downs, I think between Cousins – and even Pierre Garçon to move the chains, Deshaun Jackson to stretch the field, Jordan Reed to do everything else, Thompson with his little action out of the backfield, uh, even if you get a little bit out of Jones, they're just a, a stellar offensive team. I don't think Dak Prescott is ready. The way the Cowboys win is by time of possession and then a few timely plays from Witten and Dez and whoever's going to be the you know secondary, tertiary options. But to me, the Redskins at home are going to score too much, and I don't know that the Cowboys are able to catch them. So I think that the Redskins run away and the, the Cowboys try and they scratch to get back in it, but I don't think they can score enough. So I think the Redskins put up a big number. I'm going to say they take it out on the Cowboys. They put up 33, and they win 33-24. And Jordan Reed's my guy. I think he goes for 11 catches, two touchdowns, like you said, 11 catches, two touchdowns, 110, and is the player of the week. Hold on. I think we got a caller maybe wants to chime in on this game or another game. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey man. Uh, I was watching Hollywood Shuffle yesterday, so I just want to say I disagree, homeboy. <laughs> on this Red Kids game. Uh, <laughs> the best movie. Can I tell you, Robert Townsend doesn't get enough props and credit. <laughs> now, look, people didn't like Meteor Man, and, you know, that maybe wasn't one to like, but Hollywood, <laughs> right. Shuffle, Hollywood Shuffle is a must-see for the youth now. It is such a classic. Uh, thank you for saying that. What's up, man? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Hey, uh, enjoying the commentary so far, man. But uh, I just want to add a couple points to try to sway him and mess up, you know, mess up your weekend. You know how it goes, man. As soon as you I have something all well thought out, either. somebody wants to throw a fly in the ointment. That's but all right. That's what the... sports radio talk, sports talk radio is all about. So what, what, which game? Which game in particular? Or, or, or all of them? Oh well, well we, the Washington Dallas game. That that's the one uh, that intrigues me because it could mean so much for both of their seasons. Uh, you know, we get Dak Prescott on the road early having a big performance. Who knows what that does to his confidence? Uh Kirk Cousins could flounder uh just based on that first game and then now, you know, his confidence is kinda shaky. So, you know, a lot it's a lot to be said. But that Redskins defense against the run, what they gave up to Pittsburgh last week, makes me think we see Ezekiel Elliott really have his first big game on the ground. I think Dallas plays the game they actually wanted to play last game towards ball control, running the ball. They figure out some things to get Dez the ball, become a little more dangerous. And Kirk Cousins, that interception bug, I think comes back into play. And I have, and I'm starting him this week in fantasy, but I'm just going off my my own, you know, little amateur football assessment, uh, I'm really worried about that guy this week, man. I, I, I think if things get a little rough, he might start to press, and, you know, he starts to throw balls in the windows, man. So I'm I'm really, really shaky on that game, and I'm probably going to be calling in to book that one tonight, put a couple of apples on it. 
Has there ever <laughs> been a guy? Listen, think about this. Has there ever been a guy that's making twenty million dollars and yet his team hasn't really shown that much confidence in him? Right? They didn't sign him in the off season. He's playing under the franchise tag, so he does make his twenty million, but the team doesn't really know if he's the man and hasn't really committed to him being the man. So think about playing not relaxed and playing, you know, with a chip on your shoulder and yet not necessarily having the confidence of your organization. That's a tough position to be in. Yeah, the dude, because, look, this could be his last big payday and he could end up holding a clipboard or considered, the, you know, one of the better backups for the rest of his career. Or he could surprise the organization, prove some of the people who believe in him, uh, to be right and set himself up for, you know, one of those those huge $120 million paydays. So it's like so much is riding on every game uh, in a season where your division is still up for grabs because, you know, that NFC East doesn't look, you know, I mean, we've only seen one week of football, but I don't think anybody's crowning the NFC East. So, yeah, you know, there's so much opportunity wins. for them. I'm right, disappointed right. in the Redskins, though, fellas, because if you really wanted to help him, and I don't know if this is Jay Gruden's mindset or ego. Why don't you help him with a gentleman who was a what twice a Pro Bowler, thousand yards, and Alfred Morris? Sign the guy. It's not like he wanted to break the bank. Keep him and have a, a, a real backfield of him and Matt Jones, and then let Chris Thomas get some screen passes when he comes. Chris Thompson, sorry, when he comes in. But to just have Matt Jones and you know Thompson and not have that bruiser, and Matt Jones already is very fragile, it makes no sense. That was the dumbest off-season move. I couldn't fathom it because you can't go back and throw it 45 to 50 times for the skins every game and think that this guy will stay upright or alive. He'll be like RG3. He'll be hurt by week 10. So Right, yeah. and, and, that's, and that's one of those mistakes that organizations always make. These are the, the two biggest ones. With a big arm, uh, people typically assume that, well, if I get that guy, I'll be able to fix him. And then with running backs, there's always a guy who's a home run hitter who somebody overvalues their talent and doesn't keep the, the you know, the grinder who is always going to get you consistent yards but probably couldn't break away like you want to as far as, you know, a threat. So, yeah, you're right. right. They could have signed him for cheap. They should have kept him. Now he's at your division rival, and he might come up big in this game. Who knows? So, yeah, that's, that's right. a great point. It's, it's, it's something else. So let me ask you this. Um, we've just both picked the Steelers to cover at two and a half points at home. Rivalry game, no Bell. We know no Bryant, but no Vontez Burfick, which, you know, I, I, that name is a hot mess. But that's a whole nother conversation. Do you think the Bengals could go into Pittsburgh, which they've done the last two years, and win? Or what you saw Monday night from Big Ben is just maybe the start of him and Antonio Brown fighting for an MVP uh, award? I think it all hinges on Big Ben, whether Big Ben is, you know, 100%. Because I feel like he's a guy the rest of his career he's probably not going to be 100%. And when he's going good, they're going to go good. So if he gets dinged early and they can't be as dynamic as they want to be, nobody can cover Antonio. We already know that's that's going to be a (laughs) given. But, I mean, yeah, I wish Vontez was out there in this game. I wish they'd have waited a couple weeks till he was back from suspension before they had this. This is like a college rivalry, just the hate is real. Uh, you know, it's real physical. Somebody's going to get hurt. We know that because there's going to be some this injuries. This is a great, but great must. Still, we get to watch the genius of A.J. Green and Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? But 
Yeah, I, I would go with your pick. Since they're at home, I, yeah, it's hard to pick against Pittsburgh in that one, man. Definitely, definitely. Well, anything else before we get running? I mean, you got any thoughts on um, any other well, you game? Got upset, you got an upset for us? And anybody that, that the, the fans out there might uh, take for granted, but you think there might be an upset? You think the Packers uh, well, can beat uh, <laughs> the Vikings can beat the Packers at home? Maybe the Falcons yeah, that, surprise the Raiders. Yeah, I'm scared of the Vikings because we don't know what Bradford's going to look like. Uh, but that defense from Minnesota is real, is is legit. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons, look, run away from the Falcons. Don't put anything on the Falcons. They might go out to Oakland and get boat raced. Uh, I told y'all Matt Ryan can't be trusted. Uh, Freeman looks like he may lose a lot of carries uh, Tevin to, the, to Tevin Campbell. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, I called him Tevin Campbell. Tevin wow. Campbell. He's but, singing in the locker room. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah, that, that's the only thing I would kind of stretch out on, man. But uh, thanks for letting me on, man. I'm enjoying the show, man. Uh, I guess I'll let you, listen to you guys wrap it up, man. Yeah, no, nah, soon we'll be talking about the college football games. we got some big, big four, four huge matchups this week. Should be a lot of fun. So stay on the line, and um, thanks for calling, Isaac. We appreciate it, man. Indeed. Good night, Joe. All right. All right. Be good. Nice. Thanks for the call. So this is, oh man, he's he's probably without a doubt our, our best call and best caller, and he knows the NFL and college football really well. Big NBA guy too. So let's get to game number three. This is one that <clears throat> it's actually a must win for home team. The Arizona Cardinals are six and a half point favorites over young, famous Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this one is not a gimme. I actually, Ray, I think the Cardinals will win, but I think Jameis and these boys and their up-and-coming defense that they've slowly been building with Levante David and, you know, of course, the big boy up front, McCoy. I like Tampa a lot. I just think Bruce Arians is not going to go 0-2 at home. And, you know, they're angry out here. Everybody's disappointed in that loss. But they're not covering six and a half. I think Tampa's too talented. So I'm going to actually say... 27-24, 27-24, and this time Chandler gets the field goal to go in and doesn't get a bad snap. Cardinals win, and this one's all David Johnson, all day, every day. He gets maybe five catches for 50 yards and a touchdown, and he runs for about 85 yards and a touchdown, and he's my fantasy stud. I like that kid. Okay. Look, the Cardinals, you could argue, were – the better team against the Patriots. They just couldn't kick the field goal at the end. (laughs) I'm going to say blasphemy in Arizona. And I know they have a a, a little poster of me and they're hanging me out there. And they're like, in the desert, they got right out there in effigy. But I'm going to say, you know what? Famous, not Amos. Remember those cookies? Famous Amos. Those are some good cookies. Famous Jameis is going to come out there, and this is his his season. He's coming out to show that he was the number one overall pick. He won the Heisman. He won the national championship. He's like, I am on the scene, crispy and clean. So I'm (laughs) saying Jameis Winston goes into Arizona, and they're struggling a little bit on offense. They're not clicking like they were at the end of last season. I think they're not as potent as they were. They just need to kick, kick it in gear, but they're they're not there yet. So I say they win 28-27. Tampa Bay Bucks. T- 
take it I love down. It. And your boy Doug Martin runs for a hundred. And I think that, that the matchup is gonna be you know Mike Evans is gonna get his. But I think they need to get that secondary receiver, whether it's a Farian Jenkins, whether it's Vincent Jackson, whoever it is, that secondary receiver is the guy. And by the way, Tyron Matthew is not back. He's not back healthy enough to no, be he, that. And he said that. He admitted that he's, you know, he, but you know, like, the, like Belichick has said, it's usually by week three or four that all NFL teams are on full cylinders just because of the lack of training and practice, especially for the offense and defensive line. Well, especially coming back off really injury, cheap. coming yeah. back off surgery, you know, off-season surgery. So I'm going to oh, say well, that the Bucks, yeah. no, no, the Bucks sneak one out here, 28 Can I in tell the you, desert. Can you just tell everybody, your boy Tay is a psychic, because number one, we, you know, pre-production, we didn't discuss which five games we're going to pick. But I knew that you were going to pick that game right there. That's called setting it up for your partner so he can knock it out the park. Well, let's talk about this one. It's been a classic game the last couple of years, maybe different participants this time around. But the Indianapolis Colts are going to the Denver Broncos with Trevor Simeon at the helm. Five and a half point spread. Ray, this one's fascinating. Uh, Demarius Thomas with the hip is going to try to go. You just got to play through the pain. But I'm going to tell you this. What's going to be painful is to see Frank Gore against this defense. What's going to be painful, and this is almost blasphemy. I'm going to tell you right now, bench Andrew Luck for your fantasy because those little receivers cannot handle Roby, Tlaib, and Chris Harris Jr. They're not going to get it done. The, the, the one guy that will, if you pick them up this week, start Jack Doyle, the tight end for the Colts. I think the Broncos win, and I think the Broncos cover. The Colts looked horrible on top of terrible last week. Just ugh, indubitably, indubitably disgusting. I'll say the Broncos win in my high. Sports authority. 27-21. Luck will, luck will get that down there and somehow find some ways to score. But also, don't forget, the secondary is banged up. Vontae Davis and the other corner might miss the game for the Colts. 27-21, Broncos cover, and they win. And the fantasy stizzard, let's go with the man, C.J. Anderson, once again. He is going to run all over the Colts like his name is LeGarrett Blunt. <laughs> and he'll get two touchdowns oh, and 113 yards. Right. <laughs> so I hear you, I feel you, I smell you, but I don't 100% agree. Okay. I think the Broncos win, but I think the Broncos are struggling a little bit on offense. So I'm not sure that your man Trevor Simeon can put up big points, even against the Colts. Matthew Stafford did – did big things against the Colts, but then again, it was a shootout between him and Luck. I have a feeling this game's going to be closer than you think. Andrew Luck's going to throw the ball about 150 times. <laughs> he'll throw the ball. Uh, what did he throw the ball? Last week, he threw the ball 47 times. Uh, he'll throw the ball similarly, I think, 40, because they can't run the ball. There's just not no way to run against Denver, period, and certainly not you know in mile high. So, it's going to be on Andrew Luck. I don't think he'll be playing from behind that much. So, 
he will. He's going to get hit a lot, right? He's going to get hit. He will, but he's big, he's strong, he's young, he can take it. A little bit like (laughs) a young Ben Roethlisberger, probably more physically talented, but uh, but Ben is Ben, you know. Um, I like Andrew Luck. I think he'll be a gamer, but I do think the Broncos win the game. I just don't think they have a lot of offense. So I think the Broncos win 23-20. So similar score, but I just don't think the Broncos can run away from this Colt team. Okay, so you'll take the Colts with the spread. Now, our last game, we go to the Sunday night classic in the NFC Norris division. Shout out to the Boomer, Chris Berman. NFC North, the Green Bay Packers against Minnesota Vikings in their new purple glass, purple seat, purple stadium, Prince, purple rain. I mean, this is the purple people eaters. Everybody purple is going to come out. Well, and, but they used to play outdoors. A modern shot might show up. Uh, that would be, can I tell you, that's what we grew up on. I, Bud Grant in the house. I'll tell you this. This is a hard game to predict. I've gone back and forth all week. But at the end of the day, I think what's going to happen is there's a gentleman with the initials AP, but we call him AD. And when you have him run, what, 19 carries for 31 yards last week, that is not in the Peterson performance. And he loves to run all over the Packers. And I don't believe in Don Capers and that defense. I just I, – I don't believe you. You need more people. So, at the end of the day, Sam Bradford can do no less than Sean Hill. He'll do maybe a little bit more. And I think – you're going to see a man by Peterson, Adrian Peterson, take this game over 136 yards, two touchdowns. And Aaron will get his 300 yards passing. Ben break, Ben, but don't break defense. Zimmer is going to outcoach Mike McCarthy, who I actually think Mike McCarthy is a little overrated. I don't think he's the greatest coach. I think the Vikings win. He's from Pittsburgh, by the way, so watch your mouth. You get a little yeah. disrespectful to your Pittsburgh Vi- people. <laughs> the, I know the Vikings cover 26. Tw- oh, the Packers are actually favored two and a half, so it doesn't even matter. So I'll say they win 26-24. Give Aaron three touchdowns, but give AP two and a buck 36 yards. Go Vikings, go! <laughs> okay, so if this game were played in week 10 – I might agree with you. Ah. But this game is being played in week two. And that means that these Vikings do not have Teddy B. That means they have your boy, Sam Bradford, who I was big on at Oklahoma. (laughs) And as every year goes by, I'm less and less excited about. Um To me, this game is two teams that know each other, and they know that rivalry, and Sam Bradford is going to get a rude introduction to this rivalry. I think the Packers, now Jordy Nelson, again, back from the ACL, but he played really well in game one. I just think they have some pent-up frustration, the Packers do. They want to distance themselves from the Vikings from jump. This new stadium, we don't know if it's a huge advantage, uh, you know, yet. It's so young, so new. What are they calling it now? U.S. Bank Stadium. So I, I hate your name, the, by the way. 
<laughs> I actually think that the Packers, who didn't play great yes last week and, sh- and could have lost, yeah, which would have been pretty embarrassing to lose to Jacksonville in Week One. But I think they come out and they play well. They hold Adrian Peterson to a manageable 80, 90 yards, maybe give up a touchdown, but I think they they just have too much and they win. 31-24. I have a problem with the Vikings being able to score this year. Uh, and unless Treadwell and Diggs, your boy from Maryland, turn out to be, you know, studs, they're going to have problems stretching the field. 31-24. Aaron Rodgers throws four touchdowns to four different receivers, two Packers. Wow. I'm not mad at you. I can't be mad at you. How about we hit some beats, come back real quick for our college football week three predictions, right? talk some college football. And can we just say that the schedule makers, maybe they were in cahoots, maybe they weren't, but college had a wonderful week one. The pros had an unbelievable week one, which was obviously the next week. And now in week two of the NFL, week three of college, it's fantastic. This is a great college week. A sexy football NFL week, so just get your weekend football ready. You know, go do what you got to do tonight. Do all your, you know, run all your errands and your chores. Get ready. Saturday, yeah. Sunday is going to be great. This, this is when, if you are married or you have a girlfriend, you really have to negotiate with your better half and be like, I'm good up until like 12:30 Eastern Saturday. So let's get up early and get out. And whatever you want to do Friday night, but I, I really need to watch football this weekend. <laughs> it's really good. Let's start with Ray. I mean, this is going to be a classic. Down at the Grove, number one, Bama the Crimson Tide, battling Ole Miss, number, what are they, 19? I'm going to let you know. Number, yeah. And, and, and the 19. thing is, no, you're right, 19. And the thing is, Ole Miss has beaten them the tw- last two years, right? Last two years in a row. Listen, I'm going to jump on this one first. Um, look, Jalen Hurts, this kid is has proven that he's legitimate, legitimate. And I think we're going to see his first SEC game on the road. Does he – this is the question, right? Does he have the poise? He's got four TDs, over 400 yards and in interception the first two games. But he's going up against a, a quarterback who's proven himself in SEC – and Chad Kelly, Jim, you know, the bloodline with Jim Kelly, the nephew. And Hugh Freeze has got that, you know, special remedy. He's got the, 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 the juice in the needle to take out Saban. I only, my only issue is he's got the pressure, right, with the bad offseason with Laramie Tunsil and recruiting issues. But I just don't think he's got enough talent. So many of their guys are now playing on Sundays in the NFL from the Treadwell to the Kandichi to the Tunsil, and it's going to play out on the field. This is not your same Ole Miss team that beat Bama the last two years in a row. 
and Nick Saban is not hearing it. So you'll get Harris, you'll get the receivers on the outside, you know, doing their thing. Stewart, I think at the end Stewart, of the day, yeah. the young kid steps up and Alabama wins a fairly exciting game. It will be close, but then, you know, Alabama does in the second half. They pull away. 38-27, Bama takes care of Ole Miss, Ray. Can we put our Darius in one of our – I don't know that it's world be free worthy or, you know, yeah. Ruben Boomshay Boomshay, <laughs> right? Those, those are just, you know. But our Darius, we got to put that honorable mention. we got to put that on our honorable mention list. But our Darius Stewart, uh, your boy Harris – you're right, Damian Harris. Is, there's just too much, and and the Bama defense giving up eight points a game. <laughs> now, granted, you know competition had they haven't really hit the SEC stride yet, but they did play USC. Alabama is just too much, and you don't beat the best coach in certainly in a generation, but probably of all time in college three years in a row. You just don't do it, and. You're not sneaking up on anybody. They've marked this game on the calendar. Obviously, USC was their first game, but right next to that was this game. And they are not having it. You may be the 19th-ranked team in the country, but this is Alabama. And they're going to come in there, and I think they are going to crush them. Uh, Kelly can do some things, but he can also throw some interceptions. So even though I, I like Chad Kelly a lot, and I think he's proven in the SEC that he can move the ball, I think he'll go 20 to 20, and then he'll have some some interceptions. I look for a big offensive output from the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think they're going to hold down Ole Miss on defense. I think they win something like 33-17. I think it's, it's going to be a pretty easy game for Alabama. Definitely should be entertaining for a while. Um, college football is just, it's just, this is going to be a fantastic season with tons of curveballs. Well, next up, this is a doozy. You got Notre Dame, the fighting Irish, battling against the Michigan State number 12 Spartans, Notre Dame number 18, and yes, Tory Hunter Jr. is ready. So when you have Can I tell you what's up with all these basketball and baseball like David Robinson's kids yeah. was a tight end at Notre Dame, Tory Hunter's kids a wide receiver at Notre Dame. I guess Notre Dame must be that all that in a bag oh, of chips because these professional players are sending their kids to Notre Dame. And, and well, good guys, right? Tory Hunter's good, a good, good guy, coaching. David Robinson's a good guy. Yeah. And and they like Brian Kelly and you know, historically it's just such a great program. And the kids get great education, and they know their parents are smart and like, hey, when they're out of school for life, they'll always be connected saying, I'm a graduate or I went to Notre Dame, you know, and you got your boy St. Brown is going to do it. So I'll say like this. Um, honestly, I think my boy, I like to call him Kaiser Sosa, Deshaun, he might – he's look, he's By not way, the can Malik Zaire put in his transfer papers because – He's not a bad quarterback, but this kid, Deshaun Kaiser, is, is that about much this? better. And How about he'll never see the light of day. And start at LSU next year. Deshaun, because uh, that's who needs a quarterback. Yes, that's where he needs to go. 
Well, Harris That's is exactly having problems down at LSU, so he needs to transfer somewhere because he's not. As long as Deshaun Kaiser is there, he's got wide receivers and running backs, Ray. So that would be beautiful. Um, and you know, Brandon Harris got benched. But let's let's talk about this game. So Kaiser Sosa, Deshaun. Now he's not the president of the Deshaun Club because that's Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Kaiser. But he's the president of the Deshaun D E S H O N E Club. Well, well, he does spell it differently. <laughs> we we have analyzed our Deshaun spellings, and Kaiser has got a, a definitely a unique one. But I'm more concerned about O'Connor. I just look. They've lost Kirk Cousins and and Connor Cook. The question is, is this guy legit and is he ready? And you're going to find out when he plays against Notre Dame, who's got a little bit more talent than anybody he's really played yet. At the end of the day, I think the Irish take care of Michigan State. I don't think this is the best Michigan State team. People like them, but I think they're just a little notch below Ohio State and Michigan, and I think Notre Dame takes care of them. I'll say 34-28. The Irish get it going, and I just think Kaiser is going to have a big game. Adams will have a big game. Both receivers, I think, uh, St. Brown and our boy Hunter Jr. get it get it going. So, Notre Dame, baby. So, you know, Martin Antonio is known for his great defenses, and I think this Michigan State team is actually pretty good on defense. But Brian Kelly's known for his offense. And this team, led by Deshaun Kaiser, uh, is going to be great. So they go in Notre Dame. I think they put up big numbers. And like you said, I'm I'm worried about O'Connor keeping up, you know, touchdown for touchdown with Kaiser. I like Deshaun Kaiser to put up, even against this Michigan State team, I think they can put up 33. And I don't think Michigan State can score like that. So I think they win 33-23, pretty easy game for Notre Dame. And they'll switch. They'll switch, right? Notre Dame's 18. And Michigan State 12, I predict they'll be the opposite. Notre Dame will be 12, and Michigan State will be 18. <laughs> I like that. That's not bad. Especially, you know, and it could get worse, right, if Notre Dame ever decided to blow them out and the other teams, you know, and those other numbers from 13 to 17 start to win. But, um, you know, we'll see. So two more games. This one is a doozy. Florida State against and at Louisville, Louisville, where they're honoring Muhammad Ali. They have the butterfly, you know, sting, butterfly sting like a bee. They got the butterfly on the helmet that says Ali in it. That is classic. They're going to honor the wife. He was a big Louisville uh, Cardinal fan and contributor. But you got Francois against Jackson. Can I tell you, these are two of the most young, exciting quarterbacks. The quarterback position, Ray, has got a future. Because I'm telling you, I think that there's five or six guys, seven, maybe right now in college football, that within the next year with Watson and some of the other guys, I see eight or nine NFL quarterbacks, I'm thinking. But let me tell you, Lamar Jackson in Louisville is special. And he might be so special that he might pull the upset of a lifetime, but I don't think it will happen. And I want to pick it. I swear I want to pick it. But I just think Dalvin Cook will be there to help Francois in any type of trouble he might have. And if they need to, they can latch on to him. The Florida State defense is still, Jimbo still got them dogs. And I think Florida State wins a classic game. I'm going to say so good that it's 35-34. Florida State 
edges out Louisville, but we, we, this is the crowning. Now, Houston, of course, because they play, right? They won Thursday night, you know, wasn't easy. You know, they kind of pulled away at the end against Cincinnati, but they play Louisville at the end, right? So they need Oklahoma to beat Ohio State, which we'll do next, and they need Louisville to beat Florida State so that, you know, when they can beat Louisville the last game of the season, Houston Cougars could be in that Final Four college playoff. So let's see how this all plays out. But stars, stars, stars at quarterback. Florida State wins. So two things. What did Muhammad Ali say? I float like a butterfly and sing like a baby. And who's going to have butterflies on their helmets? Louisville. Uh, And Lamar Jackson is a sophomore from Boynton Beach, Florida. You don't think he wants nothing better than to go (laughs) beat the Florida State Seminoles. In that state, if you don't go to Florida, Florida State, or Miami, you carry a chip on your shoulder. You want to prove that you were good enough to play at those schools. And guess what? Louisville is good enough. They're number 10 in the nation, number one in your heart. And at the end of the day, remember that this kid, Deontay Francois, is a freshman. Prone to making freshman mistakes. And by the way, they started off slowly in their opener. And it was looking a little shaky there for a while. So... I like Lamar Jackson. I think it's his coming out party. I think he throws his hat. If he hasn't done it already in the Heisman Trophy race, uh, you know, he's ridiculous completion percentage, seven touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns, seven passing touchdowns, 13 touchdowns already. They're comparing him to Mike Vick, yo. Uh, he's not a different different player, but, I mean, Mike Vick was just physically just – and Mike Vick has that arm of, you know, of a lifetime, that – power arm, that left hand of his. But to me, this kid Lamar Jackson is ready. Florida State can play D, but you know what? I, I've seen Dalvin Cook get shut down a little bit these first these first games. So I'm okay. looking at Louisville to contain him. And for a couple of mistakes by Francois, the freshman, playing against his best opponent. So I'm going to go with Louisville in the upset. Even though they're home, it is an upset. So I like Louisville in this game. I'll say close game, 20 – I'm going to go with a weird score, 29-26 Louisville. Wow. That – wait, wait, he's 29-26 Louisville? Wow. I'm not mad at you, man. I, I, I got to give you the courageous and bold because I want to pick it. Something's just telling me I can't. But – i tell you what I also want to pick, this final game. And this one is going to be a classic. Ohio State, number three, traveling to Oklahoma State. Ray. Oklahoma. I mean, sorry. I got Oklahoma State on the mind from last week. Oklahoma. Um, You know, this is one of those games where, you actually, you, you cannot and you must not disrespect what these teams can and will do. Ohio State, to me, they're still young. They haven't really played anybody. Their defense has not necessarily been tested. I'm kind of like opposite of you. I'm not the biggest 
JT Barrett fan. You know, I think he's he's a distributor, right? And he's great. And Ohio State, they just replenish. Number three, going to number 14, Oklahoma. But the one thing that I do know and that I've noticed about this team and about this game oh, is that Ohio State is going to face a team that is so hyped up at home to regain their status, their prestige, and their props. And I think they're going to not have Baker Mayfield just try to do everything on his own, which happened sometimes in the first half, also in the third quarter against Houston. I think, yes, Weber will get off for Ohio State, but I think when they start to get Mixon and, and P. Ryan going, I think Oklahoma, they're going to get enough help. The receivers will step up. And I think this is where OU gets back in the conversation and basically will run through TCU in the Big 12 and they will beat Ohio State in a classic game. What is this, 7 o'clock on Fox? This is must-see television. 7.30, yep. 732 powerhouse, powerhouse programs. Both could be in the college football playoff. And I say Oklahoma, 33-31. Last drive, Baker Mayfield gets them in field goal range, kicked a game-winning field goal, 33-31. Baker drops a a 300-piece and three touchdowns on on Ohio State. This is going to be great. So you got the O and the U right. Yes. But you forgot the S. O-S-U, baby. These Buckeyes are too big, too fast, too strong. The too SEC, much posse. Well, yeah, too much posse. The SEC used to be the conference, but now, you know, with Harbaugh and, and your boy up there in the Big Ten, this Ohio State team travels, they replenish, they are all that <laughs> and a bag of chips. JT Barrett, you may not love him, but he's got experience. He's a Big, yeah. Ten, uh, Big Ten Player of the Year a couple years ago. Sat on the bench, kind of earned his way back. And, and between the young kids, Weber and Samuel, this defense – too much, too much, and and by the way, that means you know what that means. That means that's the end of Oklahoma season, pretty much for for contending for a national championship. Oh, I know the pressure's on them. You lose to Houston, you lose to Ohio State, so I do think the pressure's on them. And I, you know what? I think these are still kids at the end of the day, and they know that if they go one and two, and their first, you know, their their win is against what. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, but they lose to 15 Houston and number three Ohio. Even if they run the table in a pretty, you know, except for TCU, a pretty weak Big Ten, maybe Oklahoma State, they're out of it. And I think that's what Ohio State does, though. They crush you. They step on your larynx. So I like Ohio State 35-30 to go into Norman. And unless Barry Switch is rolling out that door, I think Ohio State crushes the Oklahoma season. You're talking about Barry Switzer and Brian Bosworth, Jamel Holloway. You 
You're trying to bring back the old cast from the 80s, huh? Keith Jackson, the whole posse. Well, speaking of the whole posse, we got to end the show with Major League Baseball. It is, what, September 16th, Ray? And the Chicago Cubs, great win today with all their bench players in. They clinched last night. They win the division title. They're in the playoffs. They have the Cats meow. The Yankees lose a heartbreaker to the Red Sox last night. They have a four-game series with them this weekend. We got Tigers-Indians. What what are you expecting to go down this weekend? Will Boston be able to put us out of it and pull away, which they look like they're doing from Toronto? Will Detroit solidify against the Indians, their wild card spot? What, what do you think is going to go down in the American League? And then we'll get to the National. Well, Detroit's losing right now 4-1. to one. Yankees are losing one nothing. They're both early on. Um, yeah. the, the Cleveland game's in the fourth. The Yankees in, are in the first. Uh, and Detroit's in trouble because they're that out of the wild card right now. Loss. <laughs> that was a heartbreaking loss yesterday oh, for the Yankees. Big, big loss. I think ultimately the Yankees have, have faded away. They have Looks to like over all AL East, right? Right, Toronto and Baltimore. Yeah, and, and even Seattle jumped ahead of the Yankees, right? So the Yankees and the Astros, I think, are out. It basically comes down to, uh, you know, Toronto and Baltimore right now, and then Detroit and and Seattle have an outside chance. So I got to look at the schedule because, yeah. you know, if these teams play each other, they, they may come back to earth. But I think the two AL East teams look like they may take it. You know, I was, I was big on the Tigers for a minute there, um, but – Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think uh-huh. the two AL East teams take it. I would love to see Seattle. We'd have to go back to our preseason picks. I think I might have had Baltimore and Seattle as my wild cards, but I got to tell you, I, I would love to see. Look, we had Dave Sims on the show. He broadcast uh, for the Mariner games. It'd be fun to see the Mariners of Robinson Cano and that team. And, you know, and of course the great King Felix pitching to see them in the postseason. That would be fun. The NL. It's weird, right? You see the Mets only with 77 wins, but the NL is not as good as the AL in some, some you know, aspects this year. And you see the Mets are playing the Twins. You know what I mean? Like, that, that should be blasphemy. Um, the only, I don't know how the baseball fix, fixes the schedule better, and maybe it, it really just comes down to No, it's random. I think everybody plays everybody. It's just that, No, uh, I know, but I'm just saying that game is fine in June or July or May. September 16th, the Mets should not be playing the Twins. That's not cool. I just That's what I'm saying. And I'm, what I'm telling you and I'm predicting in the next five years, NBA and Major League Baseball, not only will Vegas have hockey and, and, and you know, football, the Raiders. The, I, and my question to you is, should they be the Las Vegas Raiders or the Vegas Raiders? But the Raiders are coming. Hockey's going there. And guess what? I think NBA is going to go there too. Um, but you're going to see baseball and Fan to 32 team. Chase telling you first. Who else is going to make and it? And get rid NFL? of the DH. And get rid of the DH. And get rid of the D and the pitcher batting. Yes, they should have been done that. Who, I mean, who, get right rid now, of the institute the DH. Yeah. Is is it is it the Giants and the Mets, or you think the Card- the Cardinals look like they might be done? They're slipping a little. 76 and 70. Uh, you know, like down? I said, last last. Episode, I, I like the Giants and the Cardinals. I think that ultimately the Mets have some question marks, are inconsistent on offense, and 
the Cardinals and the Giants, the last, what do we say, seven, eight years have just been the two elite franchises in baseball. I think they take the wild cards. I love that Mets schedule, though. Let's see if they sweep the Twins. They have the easiest season. schedule, so you're 100% that would be, right. That would be huge, and the Cardinals might fade away. I'll tell you this, the Cardinals don't want to see the Cubs anymore. <laughs> so, look, great show. Uh, we wish everybody a great weekend. Have your fun. Enjoy. I think you guys got, what, some bad storms coming on the East Coast. I know uh, you better watch out for Drew Brees. A little bit of rain on rain. Sunday, Monday, yeah. Yeah, so I think the Giants should uh, definitely pull that Saints game out. But uh, have a great weekend, and if it's really stormy, even better. Even better, because you can stay home and watch the football, baby. <laughs> exactly. That's the excuse not to go outside and fix the lawn or do the car or, or run your errands, go to Costco, stay at home, watch your games. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of Saturday or Sunday football. Oh, I got to start my negotiations now. Anyway, have a great weekend, and thanks for listening, and we'll be back to talk some more sports on Monday. We're out. Yo, this is Papa Francisco. You know what? When I want the sports, all the best updates, I go to Ray and Tay. That's right. All sports. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. We're out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.